Section number 20 of The Dow's Nest and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bavia. The Dow's Nest and Other Stories by Catherine Mansfield. Weak Heart. Although it sounded all the year round, although it rang out sometimes as early as half past six in the morning, sometimes as late as half past ten at night, it was in the spring when bengal's violet patch just inside the gate was blue with flowers that that piano made the passers-by not only stop talking but slow down pause look suddenly if they were men grave even stern and if they were women dreamy even sorrowful Tarana street was beautiful in the spring there was not a single house without its garden and trees and a plot of grass big enough to be called the lawn over the low painted fences you could see as you ran by whose daffies were out whose wild snowdrop butter was over and who had the biggest hyacinths so pink and white the color of coconut eyes but nobody had violets that grew that smelled in the spring sun like bengals did they really smell like that or did you shut your eyes and lean over the fence because of eddie bengal's piano a little wind ruffles among the leaves like a joyful hand looking for the finest flowers and the piano sounds gay tender laughing now a cloud like a swan flies across the sun the violets shine cold like water and a sudden questioning cry rings from etty bengal's piano ah if life must pass so quickly why is the breath of these flowers so sweet what is the meaning of this feeling of longing of sweet trouble of flying joy good-bye farewell the young bees lie half awake on the slender dandelions silver are the pink-tipped arrowy petals of the daisies the new grass shakes in the light everything is beginning again marvellous as ever heavenly fair let me stay let me stay pleads eddie bengal's piano it is the afternoon sunny and still the blinds are down in the front to save the carpets but upstairs the slats are open and in the golden light little mrs bengal is feeling under her bed for the square bonnet box she is flushed she feels timid excited like a girl and now the tissue paper is parted her best bonnet, the one trimmed with a jet butterfly, which reposes on top, is lifted out and solemnly blown upon. Dipping down to the glass, she tries it with fingers that tremble. She twitches her dolman round her slender shoulders, clasps her purse, and before leaving the bedroom, kneels down a moment to ask God's blessing on her goings out. And as she kneels there, quivering, she is rather like a butterfly herself, fanning her wings before the lord when the door is open the sound of the piano coming up through the silent house is almost frightening so bold so defiant so reckless it rolls under eddie's fingers and just for a moment the thought comes to mrs bengal and is gone again that there is a stranger with eddie in the drawing-room but a fantastic person out of a book a, a villain it is very absurd she flits across the hall turns the door handle and confronts her flushed daughter eddie's hands drop from the keys 
she squeezes them between her knees her head is bent her curls are fallen forward she gazes at her mother with brilliant eyes there is something painful in that glance something very strange it is dusky in the drawing-room the top of the piano is open eddie has been playing from memory it's as though the air still tingles i'm going dear said mrs bengal softly so softly as like a sigh yes mother came from eddie i don't expect i shall be long mrs bengal lingers she would very much like just a word of sympathy of understanding even from eddie to cheer her on her way but eddie murmurs i'll put the kettle on in half an hour do dear mrs bengal grasped at that even a nervous little smile touched her lips i expect i shall want my tea but to that eddie makes no reply she frowns she stretches out a hand quickly unscrews one of the piano candlesticks lifts off a pink china ring and screws all tight again the ring has been rattling as the front door bangs softly after her mother eddie and the piano seem to plunge together into deep dark water into waves that flow over both relentless she plays on desperately until her nose is white and her heart beats it is her way of getting over her nervousness and her way too of praying would they accept her would she be allowed to go was it possible that in a week's time she would be one of miss farmer's girls wearing a red and blue hatband running up the broad steps leading to the big grey painted house that buzzed that hummed as he went by their pew in church faced miss farmer's boarders would she at last know the names of the girls she had looked at so often the pretty pale one with red hair the dark one with a fringe the fair one who held miss farmer's hand during the sermon but after all it was eddie's fourteenth birthday her father gave her a silver brooch with a bar of music two crochets two quabbers and a minim headed by a very twisted treble clef her mother gave her blue satin gloves and two boxes for gloves and handkerchiefs hand-painted the glove box with a sprig of gold roses tying up the capital g and the handkerchief box with a marvellously lifelike butterfly quivering on the capital hatch from the ants in there was a tree at the corner of tarana street and may street it grew so close to the pavement that the heavy boughs stretched over and on that part of the pavement there was always a fine sifting of minute twigs but in the dusk lovers parroting came into its shade as into a tent there however long they had been together they greeted each other again with long kisses with embraces that were sweet torture agony to bear agony to end eddie never knew that roddy loved it roddy never knew that it meant anything to eddie roddy spruce sleek with water bumped his new bike down the wooden steps through the gate he was off for a spin and looking at that tree dark in the glow of evening he felt the tree was watching him he wanted to do marvels to astonish to shock to amaze it roddy had a complete new outfit for the occasion a black serge suit a black tie a straw hat so white it was almost silver a dazzling white straw hat with a broad black band 
attached to the hat there was a thick guard that somehow reminded one of a fishing line and the little clasp on the brim was like a fly he stood at the grave side his legs apart his hands loosely clasped and watched eddie being lowered into the grave as a half-grown boy watches anything a man at work or a bicycle accident or a chap cleaning a spring carriage wheel but suddenly as the men drew back he gave a violent start turned muttered something to his father and dashed away so fast that people looked positively frightened through the symmetry down the avenue of dripping clay banks into Terana road and started pelting for home his suit was very tight and hot it was like a dream he kept his head down and his fists clenched he couldn't look up nothing could have made him look higher than the tops of the fences what was he thinking of as he pressed along on on until the gate was reached up the steps in at the front door through the hall up to the drawing-room eddie called roddy eddie old girl and he gave a low strained squawk and cried eddie and stared across at eddie's piano but cold solemn as if frozen heavily the piano stared back at roddy then it answered but on its own behalf on behalf of the house and the violet patch the garden the velvet tree at the corner of may street and all that was delightful there is nobody here of that name young man End of section twenty